Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Psalm 37, verse 1. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade away like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. As a new believer, I found this concept of waiting on the Lord to be very frustrating, especially in our culture where we want something right now, and if it's not there within the time that we believe it should be, then we'll go somewhere else, someone who can deliver that which I'm desiring. But that doesn't work with God. God is God. We don't move Him. We don't manipulate Him. We don't coerce Him. He is God. He knows our every thought. He knows everything. And if we want communion with Him, in other words, we want to have fellowship with God, we want to hear Him, we want to see His work in our life, we want all the promises in Scripture, then this concept of waiting on the Lord is vital, because without it, we run in circles, get frustrated, throw our hands up in the air and say, I'm going to go somewhere else, because God's not listening. Well, He is listening. And he is doing his work. We are the ones that are hasty in throwing our hands up and saying, God's not listening. God doesn't care. If you have Bible software, do a search for wait for the Lord, and you'll find a bunch of different verses. Wait for the Lord is not the only phrase that deals with waiting on the Lord. Wait for him, wait for God, that kind of thing. But wait for the Lord will yield several verses throughout the scriptures. A couple of them real quick. Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord! Exclamation mark. Psalm 31, 24, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Psalm 130, verse 5, wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. One of the classic ones, Isaiah 40, verse 31, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So there's many more verses that deal with waiting for the Lord. Romans 8, 23, And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. Galatians 5, 5, for through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. In the Gospel of Luke, there's the story of Jesus being born and dedicated at the temple. And in verse 25, it says, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. He's waiting to see the Messiah. God had revealed to him, hey, Simeon, you're going to see Messiah before you die. And he waited. And he said, I'm going to trust God. And he did. He trusted the Lord. And what happened was he was able to behold Jesus as a baby. And he rejoiced. I believe that waiting and learning how to be patient, learning to simply trust God, as he is moving in your life and moving you along, is huge. Because the hope that we have in Christ is here today. But there's a hope also in eternity. And as we get to know him, and as we get to experience his reality in our lives, we understand that Jesus is real. He is God. He answers my prayers. 
the skeptic who says, I don't believe, one of the things they have to contend with is the fact that there's something out there that millions will testify that heals, that answers prayers, that changes lives, that restores marriages, that gives hope. And that something answers to the name Jesus and is consistent with what the scriptures teach. So as we wait for God in whatever situation it is, it could be a job, it could be a potential spouse, it could be graduating high school or whatever. As we wait on him, we know he has our back. And as we draw closer to him in faith, through prayer, through obedience, through loving him, through communing with him, then we understand that this life that I have is not my own. It's his. It's meant for his glory. It's meant for his purposes. And we screw that up really easy by running down our own trail and saying, I'll do things my way. I don't want to wait on God. I don't have time for that. I got too many things I want to do. And for many of us, myself included, a lot of those things have led to dead ends. Some of them were fun. I have experiences in life that were very fun. I wasn't a believer. You know, it was kind of a neutral thing, you know, experiences like in traveling and doing certain fun things. But when we live to please ourselves and we live to find that purpose outside of Christ, we're kind of on a roadmap that leads to nowhere because we're looking at this map saying, yeah, if I can just get here, then I turn here, then I do this, everything looks good. But all of a sudden, you get a flat tire. Now what do I do? Oh my gosh, I'm not prepared for this. But if we wait on the Lord, it's like, okay, there's a reason that I'm getting a flat tire right now. When I'm in a situation where I need help, where do I go? If I go to my phone and I start calling people and, hey, somebody help me. Okay, yeah, somebody may help you. That's cool. But what about coming to God first? What about saying, Lord, I got a flat tire. What do you want me to do? What are you teaching me through this? You know, and use that experience that you're going through. Use that trial. Use that new promotion. Use that education. Whatever you have, use it for the glory of God, but wait on him and allow him to direct you in that. As a new believer, I was beginning to understand these things, but as I got older, things began to be a little bit more, I guess, mellow. Things were not as hectic as they used to be. I matured a little bit. I learned a lot about God. And now it's kind of cool because if we got a chance to do something, it's like, okay, we're praying about it. See what God does. And one of the things I found very helpful is asking God, if this is not your will, close the door. Rather than, Lord, please bless this endeavor that I'm doing because I really want to do it. Rather than doing that, Lord, if this is not your will, close the door. And when he closes that door, you need to lock that sucker. And don't try to reopen it. I really want to do this, man. Come on, God. That door's shut for a reason. And I have found many times when God shuts that door, if we are patient and we wait, he will open up another door. And sometimes it's very much unexpected. We needed a new car and we prayed about it. And we aren't going to buy a brand new car because they're so ridiculously priced. I don't want to go in debt. But we knew that God would provide us a car. Every time in the last 20 plus years that we have needed a car, we prayed about it ahead of time. And right when we need the car, the other one's going down. There it is. We've gotten great deals on every car that we have purchased since 1994 when I got saved. And they've lasted forever. We've only had a few cars. We drive them until they drop and then we fix them, drive them some more. And then by the time they're on life support, well, maybe it's time to get rid of them. And then here we go. There's a new car for you. Like, man, thanks, Lord. And that's because we learned to wait. Wait on him. Don't try to go out and buy your own car. Don't try to go out and fulfill your own destiny. People that do that are frustrated constantly. Life is frustrating enough as it is. Let the Lord have his way in your life and wait for him. Be patient. Learn how to trust him. And you will see not only he'll bless you, but you'll see the power of God. Micah chapter 7 verse 7. But as for me, I will look to the Lord 
I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. God will hear you. Talk to Jesus. Let him know what's on your mind. Let him know what your fears are. Let him know what your dreams are. And listen to him. And you'll find that he's got some pretty cool plans for you that you may not ever have imagined in your wildest dreams. And he will make them come to pass in his timing if you trust him. So stay in the word. Stay in prayer. Obey the Lord and wait on him. And he will bless you. Thank you.